0: Hey everybody, George here with another episode of the In Good Spirits podcast with my friend here, Chris.
1: George, how you doing today? I'm gravelly voiced and I'm ready for whiskey. It's the six packs of days catching up to you, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just a run around kind of day, not enough water, but I'm ready for action.
0: (laughs) I've always wanted to do a podcast with Clint Eastwood, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, feeling thirsty punk
1: (laughs) yeah exactly well what better
0: way to uh hydrate than whiskey so uh oh yeah (laughs) so what do we got in
1: front of us today buddy in front
0: of us today are a couple of really cool single malts one from scotland and that being the deanston stout cask finish this is actually a u.s exclusive so they don't have this one in scotland And what's cool about it is, have you ever had Dragon's Milk from New Holland Brewing? Uh, Bourbon barrel aged stout? I don't think so. It's very good. I think you should try and find that in your next outing to anywhere that sells cool beer. Sounds good. New Holland Brewing also has a distillery. Makes bourbon. Dumps the barrels out to bottle the bourbon. Well, hang on. Rewind. (laughs) Take out the bourbon. Put beer into the bourbon barrel. Take the beer out of the bourbon barrel, and then put bourbon back into the beer barrel, so it's bourbon beer bourbon on the barrel. Anyway, so some of those barrels, after having the beer in it, instead of putting their bourbon in it, they send it off to Deanston, and they put their scotch in it.
1: And Deanston is uh which uh which uh Scotch uh, Scotland location? Scotland, duh. No, they're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
0: one of those days. <laughs> uh, Highland, they are Highland, and they are gotcha. in. Um, actually, blanking on where they're from now. Where is the actual place? That's not helpful. It's imported through Illinois. Great, thank you. Scotland via Chicago. Oh, <laughs> Dune, Dune, Scotland. Gotcha. There we go. I knew it was right on the front. And anyway, the other single malt little different. A French single malt done in Armagnac casks.
1: Oh, very cool.
0: Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more why France is a great place for single malt
1: when we get to it. Sounds good. So we're diving right into our uh diving right into our Deanston. Hell yeah. Uh, I was watching some other whiskey stuff recently and uh, you know, it's I'm always learning more about uh learning more about Scotch. So it was, you know, I didn't know that Speyside was the overarching and Highland was a sub-region. So I, I had no idea about that. Flipped it. Other way. Spaceside's did I, did I flip it?
0: Yep. Space side sub-region of Highland.
1: Okay. Yeah, because that's I, I'm learning more about this stuff all the time. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know it was a sub-region. I thought they were completely separate. Speyside has the most distilleries, but
0: it is technically a sub-region of Highland. And it's, I'm trying to, th- like, if my hand is Scotland... Um, <laughs> it's basically the northeastern corner of Scotland. That's okay. all Speyside and the river Spey runs right through it. Um, Highland is pretty much everything north of Lowland. Ha ha. Uh, but I'm trying to think of a good, uh, mm, geographical marker, but Lowland is a relatively small area on the border of England. And then everything north of that area is highland and beyond uh isla is off the west it's an island off the west coast Campbelltown is like on a little peninsula leading to that island orkney islands is island off the space side up in the way way northeast uh that's about it yeah actually okay
1: yeah i I just got it i got it confused but i I find it interesting because it's it's learning about that because you know the the one immediately everybody thinks of you think of Isla because it's got that powerful punch you in the face character. Um, while you know, Highlands and Space are very different, you know, a little lighter, a little bouncier on the palette versus that uh you know, pound you in the face uh general style of the Islas.
0: It's actually always been kind of um, interesting to me how people tend to associate peat with scotch and assume all scotches that way when it's a relatively smaller number of them
1: that actually use peat in their uh, malting process yeah and especially in that kind of concentration other places will use it lightly but in that concentration uh, what did I get uh, I got one of the big boys uh, the cask strength Laphroaig on my shelf and that's just like so 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 dense
0: you like band-aids do you? <laughs> That, really, was a ter- really that was, it, that was but... like a shitty Irish accent. That was not Scottish at all. No, it was
1: really terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can do accents really well, but apparently not today.
1: Mm. Man, the nose on this is really pleasant. It's light. It's it's. I'm not getting a ton of complexity, but it's really pleasant.
0: It's definitely a little more straightforward, but I like yeah. the really like roasty, cocoa-y notes. Come yeah, just, a just of the carameliness.
1: Yep, and it, it's just a touch. It's not, it's not overpowering. I think you and I had had some real dark roast, um, dark roast grain stuff recently that was very overpowering. This is very light. You know, the chocolate's it's very, it's still light and saline, and with that bare amount of maybe that bare amount of peat on the back.
0: No peat actually. Really, none. none. Not See, a even getting, a.
1: Not even a bit. Maybe it's that saline because I'm getting it right at that top. You know, it's it's that rich, dark. It's something. It's something like that, though. You know what I mean? It's that.
0: So I promise to everyone watching and listening that this really matters. Uh, get a little further back from your glass and sniff from the bottom lip, but for a little further back. Do you get a oh, little. Oh, wow. Way different. It is right?
1: drastically different. A little more nuance to it, a little more going on. Yeah, more definitely more concentrated. Um, no, it's really interesting. I've I have not tried that. Thank you for thank you for telling me. I...
0: <laughs> Play around. Like well, this is gonna sound again, this is gonna sound stupid oh, yeah. and it doesn't make sense but it of why it works, but it, it does. Uh when you're nosing a spirit move in, move out, move around. It really does change what you're picking up on it and especially with a glass like the Glencairn, because it's funneling everything. It's definitely funneling it more to the edges of the glass, because if you look, think about it like uh, merging lanes on a highway or something, where you're you know reducing lanes. There's going to be more traffic and more vehicles on the edges as they're funneling in, right? Makes same, sense. Same way works with the vapors, but sometimes if you're too close, it's too
1: overwhelming.
0: So if you're a little further away, you get a soft a softer
1: hit if you will no it's really interesting because i'm actually getting more of that because people complain about um we we always use Glencairns on this so we're standardized uh, and that's just for the purposes of making sure we're tasting the same thing you know smelling the same things um but that's actually really drastically different from putting my nose closer to the top of the top of the Glencairn versus the bottom a really much more concentrated nose.
0: And another thing to do is inhale through your nose and mouth at the same
1: time. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. It's it is really drastically more concentrated at the bottom than it is at the top. Yeah, I'm getting as
0: I change where where and how I'm nosing this, I'm getting things mm-hmm. like a little bit of red fruit, some bitter orange peel,
1: yeah, I I can get you that bitter now. Um I'm still getting that high I'm getting a little bit of the high alcohol that high saline um which is again very pleasant. I like that in the you know the highlands and uh you get a little bit of that in there.
0: Hmm. Take a stab at proof real quick.
1: Just on the nose without palate. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's you know in that low 90s, you know 46ish. Not gonna tell you yet.
0: I wanna after we get to the uh, palette,
1: then I okay. will. Um,
0: I'll ask you again.
1: Yeah, well, I'm diving in now. It's a little stingy, but it's it's thick. It's got it's got a real density to it, and when you're talking about that chocolate. I think that's what's aping some of those some of those peat like it's got that dark a little bit of that dark roast to it. Dark roast,
0: chocolate, the very um the mouthfeel makes me think of like if you took Hershey's syrup and made it a little bit lighter. Mm. Kind of like
1: almost not syrupy but not creamy but like thick if you will. It's it's interesting cuz I'm getting like I'm getting that I'm getting that stout character, and I, I, I don't know if it's purely yeah, influence like, or not, but I'm getting that dark roast coffee, bittersweet chocolate, um, almost baking chocolate. You know, it's very dry. Um, you know, there's a flush over the palate, but I'm getting a lot of dry, dry dark chocolate.
0: That's a better way to describe the mouthfeel too. Actually, like a really thick stout, like almost like so thick that it's almost like syrupy but not syrupy
1: it's really interesting because there's still some brightness to it but it stays for a little bit and then it's kind of overwhelmed by the by the dark roast character i think this is the kind of thing i like to sample but i wouldn't want a lot of i can see that this is one
0: where this is kind of hitting it where I really like it in the sense of I could drink this every day, you know, mm. knock back a few casually. Interesting. Cause I, I don't know. It's, it's very, well, first off it's under 50 bucks on the shelf. That's I think an important factor to put in here.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I mean, at that price point, I think that's very reasonable. It's dense. Like if you like dense whiskeys, this is dense the palate is rich you know it's rich and velvety on the palate almost you know it coats the palate's it got an oiliness to it um which i like the mouthfeel a lot actually and now that you now that we've tasted it this is definitely higher proof i mean this is probably closer to cask strength in the 110 or higher but it's it's pretty thick
0: do you want me to tell you now
1: yeah, I'm guessing it's 110, 115. 101 proof. 50 and a half percent. Interesting. It's you know, it's weird because we've had a lot of, you know, hundred one, hundred proof stuff. And it feels hotter on the palate. It's very dense, it's rich, it's got that viscosity that you that you would usually uh get with a higher proof whiskey. And it's got that oil. So I was thinking it was even it was higher because it's pretty concentrated, really, especially for 100 proof, super concentrated in flavor. It's definitely got the richness in the mouthfeel.
0: But the um, what gives it away for me, that's a little lower is the mouthfeel isn't quite as it's not. I'm trying to think of the best verb or uh, not verb. Ha, <laughs> Adjective. Totally wrong. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. Did you did? Did you know I know how to write? I verb your
1: adjective. (laughs) Uh. No, it's, I I, I like it. It's a weird balance because it's that, you know, it's those, like I said, it's that saline. It's that, you know, that high apple. It's, and it's not appley. This isn't like a lot of the scotches we tasted that has a very appley character. It's not that, but it's. It has other orchard fruits though. Not,
0: not so much apple, but no. Like the bitter orange peel. Or I'm getting like,
1: a little, I'm getting a little hazelnut now too.
0: Hazelnut, definitely, yeah. Hazelnut, like the oily aspect of a hazelnut, which is yep. You know, it's not overly like sweet
1: nut flesh. It's no, more like, I'm getting dry roasted hazelnuts. You know, I'm getting a lot of that, and now, um, I, I could see why you like it, and I definitely know why I don't. But it's not a hatred. It's, it's. I'm enjoying it, but it's not something I would go back to often
0: and that's fair yeah which is great because more for me
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so part two uh this is our part two is you said french we oui. Armoric. and that is this, correct this is a single malt finished in armagnac casks um george why don't you tell the people what is armagnac It is everything that Cognac wishes it was. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to our Cognac and Armagnac buddy, Chris Carlson. Cheers to him.
0: Ambassador for Cognac. There's probably nobody I know that knows more about
1: Cognac. No, absolutely not. Uh, But uh, so Armagnac is the almost basically like we were talking about. It's just a different regional style of Cognac, basically.
0: Yep, different AOC. It is AOC for spirits in France too, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, but... I think I think
0: it's still an AOC. Anyway, uh, since Cognac is a region and brandy's made in that region according Ooh. to the laws there, can be defined as Cognac, kind of like sparkling wine done in the traditional method using the right grapes from Champagne is Champagne. Uh, Armagnac is very much the same thing, where it's a brandy produced within the brand uh, brandy the Armagnac region. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so of course there's, you know, local grape influences that we're not going to talk about because I don't know the local grape influences. But, uh, you know, the regionality of spirits and wine in France uh, and in other, uh, other areas, you know, drive the grape selection. And Armagnac is very particular versus cognac. So, I think,
0: before I forget to mention it, why I said France is a great candidate for making single malts aside from the fact that they've got cool casks, like Armagnac casks, at their disposal very easily, they actually have a lot of really good farmland. Scotland does not have the same uh, vastness of farmland. So a lot of barley used in Scotch comes from France. Interesting.
1: I was not aware of that. That's very cool.
0: Not all of it, but a very good amount of it, because you just can't they can't grow enough barley. They don't have the space. And oh, no, they got a no little, way. little too much rain, not quite enough sun. Yeah. Too many rocks.
1: <laughs> too many rocks, too many waves. Not enough, not enough land. Wow. This is so drastically different on the nose. I mean it, it almost couldn't be more like diametrically different than the last one. It's like
0: peaches and cream and oh. It's light. It's it's fun.
1: It's Delicious. It is. It's fruity, but not in a, like, you know, not in a Fruit Loopsy, you know, fake, fake fruitiness in any way. It's definitely like lightly caramelized, seared, dried fruit that was rehydrated, you know, rehydrated and then seared dried fruit. That's a good way to it's put it. It's got that real caramelization smell to it, but not dark, you know, like that light, bouncy caramel. This would be like a refined dessert aroma. Yeah, I
0: would agree with that. I get a, like a peach creamy,
1: custardy type mm. thing. Yeah, definitely custardy. I'm getting some of that some of that vanilla y, some of that, you know, vanilla bean uh creme brulee with caramelized fruit on top kind of thing. The nose is very desserty. Um not in a sweet, sweet way, but like it just evokes refined desserts to me. I would agree with that. You also get kind of like a Oh, wow. Man, like you're not, because I'm i so used to nosing on the top and I go to the bottom and it's just like, wow, punchy in the face. It's not always going to be that
0: exact spot. So definitely play around with it, but you definitely get a little better concentra- concentration of all the different notes, but also you kind of, um, if you play with the distance, like I was saying, you can get yeah. like, you can get the concentration without being overwhelmed. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. No, and I'm getting, now I'm getting just a little bit of that, you know, high apple juice, you know, good apple, almost like biting into an apple juice, not like, you know, matzai apple juice. Mm, man, I'm really liking this. Really cool, right? Yeah,
0: super pleasant. So speaking of our, our good friend there, Chris Carlson, last time I saw him, I thought, "Boy, th- by the way, for those of you who don't know who he is, he- if it's been made, he's probably had it." So, yes. I I dug deep to try and find something that maybe I could bring that maybe he'd never had. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I brought this uh, as one of the things and he had not had it. I was Oh, that's I was very, awesome. I was proud of myself on that one. Oh,
1: trying to stump him is just a it's a fool's errand most of the time, but um so Chris runs uh, com. He's been in the game longer than most anybody. And um one of those guys that knows way more people than anybody could possibly think. And when he tells you things, you're like, there's no way he actually knows all those people. And then, and you <laughs> and see then he him shows meet somebody, you're like, that. Oh yeah, this guy. I'm like, what the shit? There's no way that's actually possible.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. He knows, he knows everything and everyone in the uh, spirits industry. It's really, I think, uh, think the most interesting person he's ever brought around was uh zamir
1: oh god i've i've been in the vicinity of him a few times and enough enough stories that we enough stories we can, that we can tell we, that we probably shouldn't tell either <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: well, uh zamir gotta got got yeah gotta yeah uh the former co-host uh, no, he
1: was a tra- like a Russian traveling companion of traveling companion there of Anthony go. Bourdain uh, on uh, No Reservations and uh, some of the other shows. So you could see him on that show and a true character if uh, it defines the word. Um,
0: <laughs> but anyway, back back to the whiskey before any, yeah, we so uh, this, start...
1: um Yeah, I'm I'm loving this. I'm ready to dive in because the the nose is just just fantastic.
0: so different though isn't it
1: wow hmm yeah very different on the palate not nearly as fruity it's got like a funk to it
0: like um yeah like a a dense earthiness that I can't find any technical information on the whiskey to know if there's a slight peat influence I think so
1: when I smelled it I thought so um the weird thing, it's so weird because the nose is so fruity and the palate is almost not at all fruity.
0: Yeah, the palate's like, I don't, I'm trying to think of a way to make it not sound bad because these are all very good things. But like, it's like working in the garden, like it's earth.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's dry earth. Yeah. And I think the odd thing is I'm getting, you get, I mean, it's like a little bit of that, and it's not specific fruit, but it's like that light fruit sweetness right at the front when it hits, but then it's almost gone. It's not specific fruit. Um, It's, it's, it, it's so fleeting. You almost have to search for it. You have to search for like that, you know, canned peach fruitiness, almost right on. Almost that corn syrupiness, and I—I I don't say that in a bad way, like that fake, like canned peach. Yeah, like the uh, the juice around
0: a canned peach. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely peach, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, but so weird because the nose is so driven by fruit, and the palate is almost completely devoid of fruit. Very interesting it's a perplexing a perplexing single malt.
0: So what do you think about proof on this one cuz I know what the proof is but this one feels a little uh it feels hotter on the palate to me. I'm not saying it is higher proof or not.
1: I'm just saying that it feels a little I'm, I'm getting the opposite. I thought it was lower. So I'm get- guessing this is about 90 versus the last one. I'm actually, I was, I thought the other one was definitely hotter. So I'm guessing this is closer to 90, 92, 46%. Yep. Good call. Um, it, it plays easier. Um, but it's, it's still, it's not, you know, it, what's, uh, what's almost the death knell for a lot of spirits if we're tasting them at this point is that, you know, almost smooth wateriness of an, you know, an 80 proof, um, which is weird to say now, but true. (laughs) Um, it doesn't play as that, you know, it still has that, you know, alcohol sharpness, but it's definitely integrated. Um, Yeah. This is, this is a very, I could see this being very divisive because the experience is so, it's so different from one part of the tasting experience to the other.
0: Oh, it is. But it's, I think, uh, I think it's an experience that, people who like single malt or whiskey in general should really have because this is one you're getting something that you don't see every day a French single malt Two, it's a really unique but very good experience
1: yeah and now now that we're letting it sit for a little bit I think I'm getting a little bit of the fruit on the very back end before the earth overwhelms it and it's right you know, right as it's waving over just before the wave dissipates. But again, I'm searching for it. I'm really working. I'm really working at it to get that fruit now. It's not nearly as apparent as, you know, just drinking Armagnac or drinking, you know, drinking something that has, you know, the, uh, like that aged that old brandy, that, that, uh, that Italian brandy that we got, um, that you know, stuff's incredible, new. isn't it? Yeah, it's really interesting, and it's so so intensely brandy. We'll we'll talk about that another time.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have to do an episode on that. Hmm.
1: So I think what we what I want to do I want to I want to guess I want to guess the price point on this because this is so unique and it's French, but it's Armagnac, so it may be more accessible. I'm guessing I don't I have no idea if this is even purchasable but I'm this guessing this one currently is not this was a limited one. Okay. So limited my guess is I'm guessing high doubles I'm guessing 80 85. I think it
0: was a little less than that. I'm trying to double check it right now cuz I'm having a total brain fart on everything today.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> um yeah, I, I could see it, again, I could see it at that $75, $80 range just because of the fact that it's French, the fact that it is a unique expression, and you're not going to get this kind of expression almost anywhere else, especially the Armagnac part, which is, I think, widely under undervalued Armagnac. You can get really old Armagnac for much cheaper than you can get aged Cognac.
0: Yeah, it's looking like in the 80s was about where it was.
1: Okay, that, I think that makes sense. Um, I'm not sure I'd be hunting it out for 80, but if I had bought it for 80, I don't think I'd be disappointed. If that makes sense, I agree completely. I
0: think if you went in blind, bought it for 80 or so, you'd be very happy with it. Yeah,
1: and I, I think especially as a, you know, as a unique expression to have in to have in your cabinet to work through as a tasting, you know, I think. I think you'd be really intrigued. You'd intrigue somebody that hasn't tried anything like it before. Oh, for sure. And that's a valuable tool in of itself.
0: And the distiller does actually have other releases too. Like uh, they have got a sherry cask and some Ooh, other stuff nice. like that. They're really good too.
1: Nice. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of sherry influenced stuff that I've been trying recently. I think I grabbed a, I was in Syracuse for my uh, for my vaccine last weekend, and I stopped in somewhere, and they had a Sherry-finished High West store pick thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, great. I'll, I'll buy your store pick, fine. Gives me something, a little bit something different in the cabinet. But that's really, that's what I'm searching out right now is, you know, I'm still growing what I have, but I'm so intent on making sure that when I have people over next – you know, after I get vaccinated, people over that I can give people that aren't quite as nerdy as us, a really unique experience, say, Hey, you want to taste different stuff? I'm going to give you some different stuff.
0: Right on. I think that's a, a good way to build the bar. So to speak, have a little, little of everything, but in a unique and different and fun and interesting way.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that's what I want to, you know, as we, as we close out this episode, I think that's the, message i want to give is you know if you're getting your vaccine which if you're eligible please get your vaccine (laughs) i know george you're scheduled i actually already have number one you got one i got mine last weekend but if you if you're eligible go get your vaccine and once you get double vaccined people i mean it's time to meet up again it's time to see each other in person and once we get our vaccines we actually might record in person again
0: i think that's a good idea Oh, but I'm so excited. Little, little legal disclaimer, though, only get in person if medical professionals in your area have cleared it. Don't blame us if you get COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think let's close out this episode. One, both of these are delicious. Thank you for the samples. Um, and both worth finding if you have the ability. But, George, where can people find you on the internets? I can
0: be found in a van down by the river as well as (laughs) on Instagram at whiskey Jedi with the E because this is America. There is a guy without the E out there. Nice guy. I follow him too, but he's not me. And what about you, Chris, where can you be found?
1: Man, you can find me at stromy on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at curate meals on all the social media. We're getting ready for our uh, delivery on St. Patrick's day. From uh, another delightful restaurant in Rochester, we've had three three sold out deliveries so far, and I'm excited to keep the ball rolling.
0: Yay! Now, I think what you're doing is actually really awesome. With that, like not just in general, but being able to do that right now while restaurants could use the little boost, that's awesome. And if you are in the area, check that out. It's a great value for what you're getting. You're getting. Basically a meal for two for what was it? 40? 40 bucks. Yeah. Delivered. That's, that's unbelievable. Like, we just grub hubbed stuff from Fruishiki last night. And, you know, after tip and everything, it was 60 bucks for dinner for two. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that's a great value to consumers and really
1: great for restaurants right now. So I, I appreciate, appreciate that, that you're doing that. And uh, to everybody out there, cheers, stay safe. See ya.